Hey, girl. Grab your headphones. You know I'm not that friend that you can have on the speakerphone. <laughs> this is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast, and I am Kendra, also known as Yo Fly Auntie. This is a space for the grown folks, so sit back, relax, and get ready for takeoff, baby, because we are about to be fly. It ain't about a midlife crisis, but it's all about midlife flyness. Let's go. Hey girl, it's Kendra. This is, you know where you are, the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast. Welcome. Come on in, sat on down. Grab your cup, your cup off. <laughs> Grab your cup and come on in and sit down. How you doing? How you doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well. Uh, it's Thursday, also known as pre-Friday around this joint because you know we don't do regular around here so welcome 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 what's going on in your world i hope things are going good i hope they're going good that's very old school southern good that's with you use not oos <laughs> things are going good for me too let's see what have i been up to you know working uh familying um, adulting, midlifing, getting closer to this 50th birthday. It's, um, about 30 days till 50. Aries season is officially upon everyone. Mm -hmm. Yes. You feel that heat rising up from outside. It's the Aries y'all. It's all the Aries. Is that a word? <laughs> well, if it ain't one, it ought to be. How about that? We could make up our own words. That's how language works, right? I mean, irregardless is now in the dictionary. So when people would fuss at you saying, irregardless is not a word. Like, yeah, well, it's now recognized as one. So just like everything else, it's fluid and moving. And so, yes, Aries, that is what we're going to call the Aries folks in our lives. Anybody check out the Grammys last week before last, I guess that was. That was uh, interesting. I love that everybody's being very creative in this space of how to do kind of normal um, with a little twist. So to be able to have the space for having a big celebration of everyone who is in pop culture and modern hip hop and all that good stuff to, to still have a, a kind of a Zoom meeting slash Grammys performance. That was really good. Proud of Miss Blue Ivy Carter, B-I-C, Blue Ivy Carter. Honey has her first Grammy um, and, and, and had her Grammy and had her parents come and get it. She was like, go pick that up for me. <laughs> go get my Grammy. Mm-hmm. Go get my Grammy and, uh, and bring it back home. Me and me and my sister and brother be waiting here for you. But the picture of her drinking, like pretending to drink a milkshake or something like that with a cute little kitty swirly straw out of uh, the Grammy cup, the little, you know, what is that? The mega, not megaphone. I don't remember what those daggone things were called. Not because it wasn't a record player. Um, gramophone. Yeah. So the, re her drinking out of that was just amazing and then to have on biggie's crown 
<laughs> that he wore um in one of those pictures i can't remember what it was it might have been ready to die or something like that gosh no it wasn't it was probably vibe magazine can we talk about how much we miss magazines it was just a different kind of intimacy in culture for you to wait for it to come and for it not to be so instantaneous and forgettable and microwavable it had a warmth to it that you'd wait for your magazine like you knew it was coming around a certain time of month and then the vibe magazine would show up and you'd read it and you'd be able to talk to people about it and if they didn't read it you'd be able to put them up on things girl if you send me an article about something right now it's gonna go with a hundred other thousand things that I have to do. So I miss magazines. But yes, Miss Blue had on her crown, the crown from the, I do believe it was Vibe magazine or Source, something like that, the Biggie crown that apparently cost $500,000. I want us to normalize wealth and um, not even capitalistic wealth, but wealth of all different kinds for black children, for black people, for black excellence, not to just to have to be high key excellence that you receive some kind of award for, but black excellence in the form of just a good old normal life, love, and friends and family and support systems and the excellence and the normality of wanting good things for yourself. That is so missing from the space of blackness in, in the discourse around blackness, but not to black people. And I think a lot of things for me, I think that it's, I've seen it be internalized in lots of different ways, even in myself. You know, last week's episode was about unlearning and it's a lot of things that we have to unlearn. So that was cool. Uh, everyone going crazy about Cardi and Meg the Stallion. You know, I've said how I felt about this before. Grew up with in South Florida with the two live crew who had to sue in order for Pop That Pussy to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. I remember. And, uh, born in the USA and that uh album cover with the ladies with the cheeks and sand and the guys underneath them and all that stuff. So I, I don't understand the shock. I mean, if we watched Mar Rainey's Black Bottom, it, it's all a part of us. The, the, the high key, you know, fabulousness and... But I mean, the doctors and, and the lawyers and everybody and listening to stuff as well. So the balance is back to Blue Ivy Carter. We could be all of those things. We can be all of those things. I think uh, for me, that's one of the things that has been one of the biggest blessings about getting older is leaning into the fact that, you know what, um, I can be really really spiritual and i know prayers and all the those things and then i will also cuss you out i am saturday night and sunday morning and i don't have no problems with none of that <laughs> i think the biggest thing for black women specifically but all women is getting people used to the fact that you're regular you're not superhuman you're human and all of the things that come with that so Hearing people complain about Meg and, and, and Cardi and, and Wet Ass Pussy, because that's the name of the song, WAP. Um, it's weird to me. It's re it's really weird to me, uh, the respectability politics, the policing of black bodies, black women, and women in general. It's it's very odd to me. 
but I get where it comes from because patriarchy is alive and well. So yeah, so that was a a very interesting part of the whole Grammys dynamic. Let me see what else is on there. Uh, the baby and all of his teeth, and um, it, it was actually kind of cute. It was a cute performance to hear him kind of sing rapping and having um this choir of of black I mean of white women behind him kind of reenacting all of his lyrics which if y'all are familiar with the baby then you know that his lyrics are, uh, would not have no um uh Jimmy Falwell type choir behind him singing so that was interesting and I think that was kind of it I can't remember anything that else that happens it could be a whole lot I mean of course Beyonce was there and if Beyonce is there, then it's Beyonce was there. And uh, if Beyonce's there, then Beyonce's there. I'm a, I'm a fan, honey. I am a fan. I'm a fan of Beyonce for a lot of different reasons. I know people can feel how they want to feel about her singing voice and all that stuff. But that work ethic cannot be fucked with. She is unfuckwittable. Unfuckwittable as far as creating the space that she wants to see, the things that she wants to see. At this point, we are getting Beyonce grown version. Um, I, of course, for money, that's what you shit. I mean, that's what you're supposed to be doing if you want to work. You need to make some money. Ain't nothing wrong with making money. There's nothing wrong with making some dough, but it's money is a tool. Money is a tool to to help you live the life that you want to live, not to be tied to creating more money all the time. So I'm I'm down with that. But Beyonce works hard and nonstop and and in a on a level at this point that there's nobody else that can really fool with Beyonce. Not that's out now, not that is, you know, a current person. So, yes, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And again, I think that we're at a place now with this whole Zoom COVID-19 space that we've all occupied for over a year now. I don't see us going back to the office like we used to, honey. I do not. How are you going to get women back in their bras? (laughs) We're not doing it. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. We we were already halfway out of them anyway, but certainly... We're not going to do it. At some point, though, we're going to have to talk about ageism and uh, millennials because the shots that millennials fire at people who raised them has been out of control lately. I don't know if everybody has gone stir crazy or what, but I'm going to I'm going to invite a couple of my good, good millennial friends on here so we can have us some clarity and conversation about respect. When I hear about uh, age, I mean, about diversity and inclusion, it often does not include aging and the ageist jokes and foolery are at a high time level of fuckery. They really are. Uh, the internet, I think, makes it easy for people to feel as though, okay, well, I'm saying this, so I must be right. I am under no illusion that what I say is right, or am I under any illusion that what I am saying could possibly change tomorrow? Because guess what? I'm willing to learn something different. I'm standing firm in the facts of who I am, but I also know that who I am I am offering myself the opportunity to change and grow. And so hearing young people 
speak so disparagingly about elders um, is has been really heartbreaking recently. Uh, lots of it has been around COVID, which has been interesting. Lots of younger people uh, talking poorly about their parents because their parents want to get vaccinated. It's been very, very interesting. You know, my inbox, at, uh, Kendra at YoFlyAuntie.com gets a little spicy. One day I'm going to share some of the things that <laughs> are in my mailbox and we, you can, you can send something to me and tell me what you feel about it. So yeah, but before we switch on over to, oh, you know what? Before I go, mention Sora Marcia Fudge last week. Not before I go. I ain't going nowhere. Before we move on. <laughs> I mentioned Sarah uh, Marcia Fudge last week becoming the head of housing and urban development. Did y'all see? Did y'all see our good sis, auntie, Sarah cousin, friend, Zoo, um, her first interview at the podium? She walked in and she said, hello, everybody. Good morning. And nobody said anything back in the press room. She had taken her mask off and she did that teacher that uh, choir, that old school move. She put her hand to her ear and she said, oh, okay. And it, she said, good morning, everybody. I thought I was in this room by myself because nobody said good morning back. Let me tell you with the hand clap, I love it. <laughs> so few words, so much correction. I thought I was in here by myself. Just put that hand to her ear. Uh, uh, y'all listen. I know I say it. I say it something. I know. Am I in here alone? I loved it so, so much. And I also love to know, I would love to know what's in your cup. What is in your cup? I am still heavy on this water preparing for, for birthday shenanigans. Um, but I'm going to be heavy on water for a while because I, and I mean, I'm normally a water drinker period. But I think it's super important as we start getting back out into the world to to put some more water in our cup. Because I don't know about you, sis, but doing regular things right now, I'm mean, doing just a few of the regular things that I normally would do. You're like, oh, I used to do all of this in one day. <laughs> I used to do all of this. So, yes. So in my cup of fuck it this week, it's water. It's It's just water. But in a few weeks... It won't be. Oh, honey, you thought that was all? Wait for the remix. Y'all know what it is. It's the remix. This is the part where we celebrate sisters flipping it, smacking it, rubbing it down. and Oh, no. I'm going to get that right one day. If it was playing, I think I could get it right. This week, we are celebrating a former Navy instructor who made history becoming the first black woman to open a motorcycle academy in Virginia. How dope is that? It's called Moto Mob Riding Academy. And the owner is Shaquilia Bussey, is the owner of this riding academy. She started riding motorcycles, a Harleys in uh, Harley Davidson in 2007, and has crossed the country twice. Ooh, I bet it was beautiful to cross the country on a motorcycle. And in 2017, she quit her job. She bet on herself. You know how I feel about that. Bet on herself and decided that she wanted to leave becoming a drill sergeant 
her job as a Navy instructor, I'm sorry, and to become the first black woman to own a motorcycle training academy. And she did it. She did it. She quit her job as a government contractor, as I said, and she left the Navy and uh, she acquired 17 motorcycles for her fleet to train people on. And now she is taking on different riders, specifically black women riders, and to teach them how to ride and to be safe and to get out there and do some midlife flash shit on the open road and do their thing. I love this story so much. I've never been a a big motorcycle person because I like doors around me. But I can understand loving the freedom of it. I think it probably feels like I love the ocean. And some people don't like the ocean. But shout out to you, sis. Shaquilia, Bussy, you are this week's remix. Oh, honey, you thought that was all? Wait for the remix. Shout out to you, Shaquilia, Bussy. You're showing us how to remix it, repurpose it, reimagine what this midlife thing looks like. Yes, ma'am. On the beat drop, celebrating all of the magic that you do. This remix is for you. So what's the poppin' topic? What's the poppin' topic this week? Well, this week's poppin' topic is the F word. Not my favorite F word, the one that I use all the time. It ain't fuck this, fuck that. (laughs) What the fuck you talking about? Where the fuck you going? No, it's another F word that is, it could be a little rough on you sometimes. Sometimes when you hear this F word, it might make you feel a little harder about this, the other F word. Man, like I'd, I'd prefer for you to just say fuck it. The F word of this week and what we are focusing on over here in midlife flyness land is forgiveness. Yeah, forgiveness and And not just forgiveness of other people. Forgiveness and extending that forgiveness to yourself. Ooh, hit you right in the soul. Ooh, forgiveness is a tough one. Forgiveness is a tough one. And it is a challenging thing for me because I'm a giver and I'm very giving. And I I give and I'm very... um, I am very firm in like, if we good, I'm fighting till the end. I'm loyal. It's not like DJ Khaled. You smart. You beautiful. You loyal. No, I'm loyal. (laughs) And so forgiveness is tough for me because I, I feel as though I give people lots of chances, um, to make things right, especially as I've gotten older, because my circle has gotten smaller, as it does, you know, for many of us as we get older, because you want relationships that are for you to be affirming in your life and for you to be able to also extend that to other people. But how do you forgive 
yourself. I have a quote from the the queen of giving you a good quote, Miss Brene Brown. If you don't follow Brene Brown, first of all, where have you been? Where have you been? What have you been doing with your life? But Brene has a quote and it says, loving ourselves through the process of owning our own story is the bravest thing that we will ever do. And a large part, that's Brene speaking. So I'll read it again. Loving ourselves through the process of owning our own story is the bravest thing that we can do. Whoa, that is so anxious. That is humongified. That is huge. And a huge part of loving yourself as you go through your own story, owning your own shit, standing in spaces where you may not have been able to do your best. One of those situations when you know better, you do better. A huge part of that is forgiving yourself for not knowing or not being able to or not being having the emotional bandwidth or the emotional fortitude to stand up for yourself and forgive yourself to stand in not just working on forgiving other people because that is a gift to yourself as well even if you don't rectify relationships with people forgiveness is sometimes just moving the fuck on just making peace with stuff but how do you forgive yourself how do you forgive yourself when you didn't know better and you couldn't do better and you look back at it and you're like Oh my gosh, that girl or that woman, because it could have been just recently, or it could be something you're in the process of right now. How do you forgive yourself so that you can own that part of your story? Because that is brave to own your story. I remember when um, uh, uh, Oprah's sister or somebody was getting ready to come out and tell that Oprah had done some illicit drugs and they were getting ready to come to the tabloids or something like that and it was like when Oprah was sitting on that pile of money on TV guy young people if y'all don't remember this one go and look it up it was a really big deal TV guy yes that was a thing back to the magazines and print stuff you don't need the TV guy anymore did y'all notice when the TV guy just went away at the shopping at we knew the Publix. Yeah, I don't remember either. But every week there used to be a uh, periodical that would come out. Um, and it would, well, weekly. And it would come out magazine to let you know what was coming up this next week. And it was a big deal for somebody to be on the cover of the TV guide. And Oprah had made it, made it, made it, made it, made it. She was national syndication in everybody's house at three o'clock in the afternoon for whatever. And uh, of course, you know, when you pop, 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 pop all the way up, then some of your old shit going to pop, 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 pop all the way up as well. (laughs) And she had some things that popped up in her life from some people who knew her back then, as we all do. And they were going to sell this story to the tabloids. And Oprah said, you know what? The hell you won't. The the, the other F word. The fuck you won't. Um, (laughs) So she got in front of it. And I'm sure some of it was self-preservation in, you know, keeping her brand intact. And it was also owning her own own story. 
And she said when she talked about this on her show about her past and some things that she did or could have done or whatever, I don't remember exactly what she said, but I do remember her saying that once you own the good and the bad about yourself, nobody can hurt you with it because you are clear on who you are. So if someone wants to come and dig up your past and say some things that, you know, you haven't healed from or forgiven yourself from for and have allowed it to become a source of baggage or something that you feel the need to hide. You are being held prisoner by yourself. You're doing that. So by forgiving yourself. And allowing yourself to share your story and live in your truth is a true act of bravery. And to own your story in full, warts and all, and share it with people or keep it to your damn self. But be clear on the fact that you have forgiven yourself. That you have forgiven yourself because in doing that, that allows you to bring all of yourself to the table not just the shit you hiding from people and the good polished version that you put out in front but all of yourself to the front to the forefront I I don't even know what else to even say about that I mean it's just so deep on so many levels especially in this midlife part of things so if you're in your 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s whoever if you the the second part of your your life um i can't imagine not getting more comfortable with just flat out telling people who the fuck i am and you're going to rock with me or you're not but that's fine with me because i'm fine with me because i've forgiven myself i've extended myself grace i have allowed myself to see myself as a fully actualized, realized, broad human being, full of good and bad, full of high key, amazing things and some down low gutter ass shit. It's in all of us. It's in all of us. So how do you forgive yourself? Are there things that you can practice to learn how to do that? Huh? Well, I got some tips. Quick tips and tricks, tips and tricks for forgiving yourself and things, and a place to start. And a place to start. So, the first place, of course, is to acknowledge the mistake that you made. And it says on this health online, I'm sorry, I'm getting this from health.com. And it says here, the first thing is acknowledge your mistake. And it says here that you should acknowledge your mistake out loud. Now, if, if this is you forgiving yourself, you, I guess you could stand in the mirror or if you say it in your prayers or wherever you want to do it. Acknowledge the mistake that you made out loud. Second one, think of each mistake as a learning experience. That's what I'm talking about right there. Like, was it a mistake? Sure. Could you could view it that way. But it was it. A, is it a loss or a lesson? What what are you going to take with you from that? And what are you going to leave behind as you learn to forgive yourself? Give yourself permission to put the process on hold. Maybe you might not have it in you to just all one day like, oop, I forgive myself. I'm moving on. 
incremental steps, the process of allowing yourself to say it out loud, acknowledge, you know, where there was some kind of space where you didn't do your best or you couldn't do your best and give yourself the space to walk through those steps. Sometimes it might take a little while, okay? Have a conversation with your inner critic. Now, I'm going to pause on this and, and talk about this for a minute. I have made peace with my inner critic. It, hear me out. <laughs> when I hear that voice starting to come, because it used to crumble me at times, just how hard I was on myself. And it would just be like, oh, yeah, here we go again. Yeah, you right. Yeah, I should have did this and that and the other. Now it's like, girl, come on in. Sit on down. Let me hear what you got to say. Mm-hmm. I did that wrong. I didn't do that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But that doesn't define me. So make peace with your inner critic. And the last one is back to the inner critic is quiet the negative thoughts and messages that you have internalized over an extended period of time. So allowing yourself to speak it, name it, claim it, right? That takes the power out of it for anything else, for anyone else, and then for you to name it and claim it for yourself. So it releases you from the burden of feeling as though you can't move past it. You might have did some real fucked up shit. You may have. Does that make you less than amazing today? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you have today, if you have another moment, if you have another second, if you have another breath, it's an opportunity for you to grow past your mistakes. Learn to forgive yourself and allow yourself to just be fucking fly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, girl, hold up. I can't let you leave without something to take home. Let me get you some aluminum foil. Every time I play that, I'm just like, I feel like I should be rumbling through an actual bag and, and, and bringing something over to your house. Maybe we'll make that happen now that uh, that, that COVID is, is winding down. Let us pray. Uh, what am I sending you home with this week? This is an ongoing lesson for me. And I know that people feel differently about it, but in my life, especially in the past five years in growing, I have found that having clear and concise and direct conversations with family and friends is a lifesaver. So this week, I would like you to take home having clear conversations with friends and family about feelings about how you feel, how about if they've hurt you, about being direct in your expression of what it is that could be bothering you or something that, you know, you are amped and hyped about that, that your family member is doing. Over the years, um, I have lost some amazing friends. They ain't dead, y'all. I ain't losing the death. But I've lost some great friends because the clarity wasn't there in communication and once you let things go a little bit too far like you guys don't talk about it and you're fuming and whatever else and you let that time go and by the time it's it's 
too far gone and you get ready to have a conversation other things have gotten in the way because now y'all both mad at each other because you didn't call me and I ain't call you and then when I seen you said no I don't remember it that way and you should have did this and that and the other having conversations would have cleared all of that up it doesn't mean that it wouldn't have ended your friendship but it would have cleared it away so just like talking about forgiveness before sometimes one of the best things that you can do if you're talking about forgiveness of yourself or forgiveness of others is to be clear and open your mouth and be the grown woman the grown ass woman that you are and speak up and speak up it is difficult I will acknowledge that to have direct conversations with people the same way it's difficult for you to have them straight up honest conversations with yourself not from a place of malice but from a place of love your friendships and your family ships can grow and evolve if people know how you feel but if you're just going over telling other people about it and you're not talking to the person that you have some kind of issue with well nothing's gonna come from that but you telling your business to somebody who don't need to be in it been there done that mm-hmm. got the t-shirt and everything else so this week i want to i want you to take this home with you if you come into some kind of conflict it doesn't even need to be conflict a space where you need to be forthright and honest this week that may feel a little sticky, a little tricky. I want you to find the words to say with love to whoever you have this conversation that you need to have with, for you to say it and be clear on it because that's how you move forward and grow. It's a huge thing. It's a small thing, but it's a big thing. And so much miscommunication and friction comes from the lack of communication. So big girl panties, big, I don't say, oh, that's so gross. I'm just big girl panties. Put your grown woman draws on, okay? We all grown titty women. <laughs> Put on your big girl, not, oh, I said it again. Put on your grown ass woman draws <laughs> and bra. If you want to, I'm still like anti-bra right now. Not because, you know, bras aren't necessary, but we've been home for a year. But, but I, so just let that go. Um, Put it on. Go talk to your peeps. Say what you need to say. You'll be surprised at how much. It might feel ouchy at first, but you will be surprised at how much magic comes from just speaking your piece and allowing someone else to say theirs. Yeah. So take that home with you this week. And say things in love, you know. Don't be just straight down the line and the cussing and the fussing. Speak, listen, and communicate. Take that home with you. Hey, hey, hey. Well, you know it's time for me to go. Oh, but I always have so much fun when I'm with you. This is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast and I am Kendra. Oh, I need for y'all to do me a favor. You know what it is. Rate, subscribe, and review. Tell a friend, or 10, or 20, or 30, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Have a great week. Have an amazing day. Show somebody how to be fly and do it the midlife flyness way. Bye-bye.